0: And welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics and other podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contributions by clicking the link in the show description. We're recording this episode on Thursday, February 2nd. And joining me as always, my friend, the ubiquitous economist who carries the pretty heavy degree, Dr. Orphe Divangui. Dr. O. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's getting tough out there. You got businesses that are like looking at what's going on, looking at their balance sheets, looking at the staff, especially management and saying, hey, you know what? We're carrying a lot of maybe a little bit of flab hanging over the side of
1: our belts here. So we're going to tighten it up. Looks like some people are just getting clipped. First of all, I want to say, look, you know, the tech sector has taken a hit for sure. And I feel terrible for the families that are impacted, but it's not just tech anymore, right? So, you know, it's, it's gone, it's going everywhere now, right? So companies that grew too rapidly during the pandemic, some companies that all of a sudden after years and years of never really laying off employees are starting to see demand weaken and that demand weakness is forcing them to to readjust to the new economic reality. And so, yeah, I feel terrible for the families that are affected. But I have to add something here, you know, before we go any further with this. Layoffs broadly remain very low, even when compared to any time before the pandemic. So I think this is something that is missed, right? That the fact that the reason employment is still growing, even though employment growth has slowed, The reason employment is still growing in the United States is because we are hiring more people than are being let go. And so the slowdown in employment growth is mostly due to a decrease in hiring, not much of an uptick in layoffs. In fact, if you look at initial jobless claims are actually down below the forecast, below economists' expectations. So, yes, some people are being laid off. The good news is in a, in a hot labor market, in a m- labor market that's still somewhat hot compared to normal, a lot of people are able to find new jobs. I guess that's the good part of the story is that people are still able to find jobs at a pretty rapid pace because even though the labor market is cooling, it's still somewhat hot relative to what we saw, what we've ever had before.
0: Right. But some of the names on the list and the companies that are on the list and you look at them, they're kind of like, wow, man, you know, I wouldn't have thought that these, I would assume that these companies would have continued, continued growth. I mean, one of them, I mean, obviously these are not any kind of hierarchical order, but it's kind of moving around like impossible foods is cutting a lot of people and, and not just in the managerial ranks, but across the board. Of course, you know, we've been talking just in general about companies that are, you know, that are, that are like overperforming or surprisingly performing and, and others that aren't doing so hot. But Bed Bath and Beyond has been having problems for, for a long time. I mean, and so that's not that's not really a mystery. But it was just today that FedEx announced that it's trimming its global management team. So these are executive level jobs inside of a, a multinational uh company that is I mean, you know, I mean, FedEx is a, isn't, you know, they're an industry leader, right? Uh, of course.
1: And, you know, the thing is, FedEx, most packages you get at home end up on a FedEx plane or a UPS plane or, right? And so, like, the fact that FedEx is cutting jobs is worrisome in terms of where the economy as a whole is headed, right? Goods consumption, consumption of goods has decreased a lot right? Consumer spending on goods has decreased a lot. Uh, services, same thing. It's starting to, to decrease. Manufacturing, U.S. manufacturing is contracting for the third month in a row. So all of that is likely playing a big role in the struggles that these companies are facing. And so, yes, I, I, I think that all of this kind of reflect the weakness, you know, the weakness in the econ- economic data that we've talked about on the podcast. Now, what worries me a little bit is that a lot of these layoffs, these high profile layoffs, are the layoffs of higher income workers, right? So, you know, you, you look at the tech sector, you look at that, right? And you look at all these companies, they are higher, they tend to be higher income workers. And if higher income workers are getting laid off right now, and luckily I said, they're able to find jobs again. But, but if these wor- workers start to worry a little bit and pull back on their spending, That might actually have a disproportionate drag on consumer spending.
0: And that would make a lot of sense. I mean, those who have the most spend the most, typically.
1: Exactly. And that would actually drag down U.S. consumer spending further, resulting in potentially a broader economic slowdown and layoffs in other industries, industries that are still somewhat hiring and are still uh, doing well right now. We have
0: an opportunity for one for one last question, and I I I want to just pose this to to you. The first major tech company that announced sweeping layoffs was Twitter after Elon Musk's acquisition. I don't remember what the final tally was, but it was a significant portion of the those employed at Twitter twenty five percent or more. I'll tell you, Twitter seems to be working just fine. Do you think that that was kind of the siren's call? to the tech industry that, hey, you know what? Bigger isn't necessarily better. We might be a better company if we're a little bit leaner. If we have you know sort of things going on inside of our companies that are not core to the mission, that we don't need them and we certainly shouldn't be funding them, can we do, not to say more with less? I come from the newspaper industry. The idea of doing more with less, that is complete baloney. But if you have people that are not working your plan and are not rowing in the same direction, you may be better without them. Do you think that that might be part of what's happening inside of the tech sector?
1: I don't know. I, I don't think I, I would agree. I mean, Twitter's not doing well since Musk took over. In fact, Fidelity marked down its Twitter shares by 60% since the takeover. I, I'm not sure. I you know, I I don't I'm not sure I agree that Twitter is doing well and I I think that companies should really be careful about laying, letting go of workers. And I think they should be thinking about preparing for the return, for the comeback from the upturn in economic activity, right? I think a lot of companies are choosing to lay off workers because it helps them cut some costs, which would be then a good for their stock, for right? For shareholders, you know, they cut costs in the near term, that might seem like the smart thing to do. But over the long term, they're letting go of really talented people who would end up going and work for their for their competitors. And so when the economy turns, which it will, right? So we're seeing some, we saw a slowdown in 2022 and we're seeing some sweetness in 2023 at the start of the year. But it also means that potentially, right, eventually we will see that Fed pivot. And if we don't see that Fed pivot, the economy will recover. And when it does, if you're a leader out there, you would want to have those talented workers in your corner because they're the ones that helped you build that company in the first place. And that's where I'm going to kind of sign off and say, look, you got to be careful. You got to prepare yourself. You know, usually recessions are, are opportunities or are places where you start to think about the future, uh, uh, about, uh, you know, potential growth. You want to grab as many of those assets that will help you turn the corner. And so I think that, you know, this short-sighted, short-minded thinking about the near term is not going to help a lot of companies.
0: I appreciate your thoughts as always. For Orfe Divangui, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.